ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 199th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items, and events of the week that I attended. Also, in a few minutes, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was last night's Game 1 of the NBA Finals. And it went to overtime, and it looks like it's going to be a great series. Uh... LeBron had the last shot in regulation, and I was surprised when he pulled up for a three-pointer, basically falling out of bounds uh, from downtown, Uh, because as the play began to form, he was, the entire left side of the court was just cleared out, and I thought for sure he was heading to the hoop, uh, as he had been doing all game with uh, one of his great finals performances ever. 40 plus points and uh but instead he pulled up missed it and uh and Shumpert got the rebound and actually uh almost won the game at the buzzer would have been good had it gone in but it was a great game uh up and down the court and with LeBron going off and the Warriors with all that talent uh and in particular of course Steph Curry uh now that I've had a chance to really watch him often here in the postseason, I think for my money, he may be the funnest player to watch since Larry Bird. Uh, and for me, that's uh, being up here in Boston. Uh, that's quite a statement. But he is just special to watch. Uh, you know, there's no bigger thrill in basketball over the last number of years. Uh better than when he launches a three-pointer. I mean, it just gets your heart to jump, and it was just great stuff. So that leads into my low light of the week, which was Kyrie Irving uh, getting hurt uh, at the end of the game. So unfortunate. You know, really hasn't been a great chance to get a handle on him and his career. I mean, he just had the one year at Duke, uh, where he, of course, stars as a freshman. Then he's into the draft, goes to the Cavaliers. We don't see him hardly at all for the last couple of years, first couple of years of his career. Did not make the playoffs. And then obviously LeBron comes along, and uh, we see him more. And now in the playoffs, he's been hurt. But when we see him, especially last night until he got hurt, he is a spectacular player. He had a block of the... Uh, potential winning shot with just 10 or so seconds to go in regulation on Steph Curry, uh, who had gotten around him, but he came up behind him and tipped the ball. <clears throat> and, you know, 
it, it was just a spectacular play at the exact right moment uh, on defense, nonetheless. But yeah, just he was just awesome throughout. Uh, another low light of the week, uh, if you're from the Tampa Bay point of view, was of course the Lightning giving up two goals late in the game after holding the uh, 1-0 lead basically the entire game. And we, of course, up here are familiar with that scenario, having watched the Bruins give up two goals in 17 seconds to lose the Stanley Cup to the Blackhawks right here in Boston at the Garden. Uh, in the blink of an eye, they went from down a goal, the Blackhawks did, to skating around uh, the Boston Garden with the Stanley Cup they just won. So, uh, you know, it was familiar territory watching what they did to the Lightning the other night. Uh Boy, that that just is a killer for the Tampa Bay, and uh, I have serious doubts if they can recover from that. Uh, we shall see tomorrow night. Got, must win for Tampa in Tampa. My bizarre story of the week was the FIFA's president of everybody, Seth Blatter, shocking literally the entire world by announcing that he would leave just five days after being reelected. Uh, another classic case, truth is stranger than fiction. No one could have predicted this, uh, but apparently hot on his heels are, you know, <clears throat> the United States of America, uh, including the attorney general, the FBI, the IRS, and everyone else who conducted that raid, both in Zurich and Miami last week. Uh, the story is getting stranger by the day. And governments are now involved and past incidents are uh, now coming up, such as the claim that, you know, FIFA paid off Ireland to not sue them over the Thierry Henry handball that kept the kept Ireland out of the World Cup uh, a few years back. So it's just crazy. Uh, the story really has a long, long way to go, uh, to put it mildly. Uh, but I think it's going to be fascinating to watch, uh, to say the least. My event of the week that I attended was a concussion and prevention and concussion prevention and diagnosis workshop at UMass Lowell. It's University of Massachusetts in Lowell, Massachusetts. And uh, <clears throat> Dr. Robert Cantu, probably the leading authority on concussions, particularly in sports. We've all seen him in the work he's done with the NFL. Uh, <clears throat> he led a star-studded panel uh, that really possessed serious brain power. Uh, it was an all-day conference where uh, basically physicians, neuroscientists, biomechanical engineers athletic equipment, equipment developers, trainers, coaches, <clears throat> physical therapists, and policymakers <clears throat> all participated. There was uh, really a day and a half of six or seven panels. And, uh, you know, they shared their research, talked about the various research. What was interesting was that it, it had a lot of panelists from both world of sports as well as the military where they compared notes on what they're finding in their studies and you know how what similarities 
may exist between concussions in the military and concussions in the world of sports. And so often we think of the NFL or football when it comes to concussions, but this certainly proved that uh, they're everywhere, including soccer, speaking of FIFA. Uh, they had Alex Krebs, a former member of the United States ski team, who runs a youth skiing academy up in Vermont. She showed footage of uh, ski accidents leading to concussions that was just uh, uh, stunning to witness, to put it mildly. Um, but they're everywhere. You know, hockey, another good example. Uh, so this was really a, you know, <clears throat> meaningful conference, very well done. I've been to conferences before at UMass Lowell uh, a few years ago on sports science. So it's very... Uh, you know, they're carving a niche for themselves as doing some very high-level uh, high type of conferences. So it was fascinating, informative, and, uh, you know, glad I attended. It's obviously a huge topic. Uh, I've attended uh, one at West Point a few years back where the NFL teamed up with the U.S. Army to study concussions and traumatic brain injuries, TBIs as they're known. So it was just interesting to compare that with this a few years later and see how far uh, everybody's come on the subject. And again, uh, the connection between sports and the military still exists. And the good news is they're uh, sharing notes and continuing their research uh, as everybody uh, tackles this problem together. Another event that I attended was last Friday night. I went to the Tom Brady annual touch football game at Harvard Stadium. And it was just amazing to see the size of the crowd. I went last year. This year, the crowd was, it seemed about twice as big. There was literally, uh, the line to get in was like ringing half to three quarters of Harvard Stadium. It was an amazing sight to see. It was a beautiful evening. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, just really fascinating to watch uh, New Englanders supporting TB12. So it was uh, just an interesting night. Uh, the final score was like 72 to 70. So Brady's the quarterback for both teams. Uh, a lot of his teammates were there. Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, uh, Chandler Jones. Uh, Anthony Kennedy, of course, was there there with uh, Anthony Kennedy Shriver, I should say. So, yeah, so it was really uh, just a great night. Guy Fieri from uh, the Food Channel was there. So just an enjoyable evening, to say the least. And then uh, speaking of food, <clears throat> just uh, next town over on Tuesday evening, uh, a new pizza shop opened and... Uh, Anthony's coal-fired pizza, and one of the investors was none other than Dan Marino. So I stopped by, and as comfortable an environment as you'd ever want to find, the pizza was great, and had a nice conversation with Dan. Uh, he and I both grew up, of course, in western Pennsylvania, so uh, it was just really enjoyable to speak with him about uh, uh, the old days, shall we say, back in western PA. He's as nice a guy as you'd ever find, very approachable and easy to talk to. And uh, so it was just really a, a fun evening out. 
uh, to say the least. So now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, Obama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how you doing today? Well, I'm doing great, John. Having a nice day. It's bright and sunny here, and looking forward to the weekend. I'm glad to hear that. It's bright and sunny here, too, 70 degrees, and uh, yeah, great time to be in New England, uh, that's for sure. And, you know, as I closed out my first segment... Uh, it occurred to me that you and I have had a pretty good couple of weeks here. You know, I I got to see, you know, Dan Marino and Tom Brady up close and personal this week. And, uh, you know, the week before you were down in Alabama getting to see a lot of other football stars. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great time of year, the sort of outside activities off season, shall we say, for these guys. Yeah, there's always different events, John, golf tournaments and other promotional things going on. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun time of year right before things get rolling in a, in a couple months. Yes, it really is. Uh, and, you know, it won't be long. I got the invitation, uh, as you know, to the American Athletic Conference 
annual football media day, uh, which will be August uh, 3rd and 4th down in Newport, Rhode Island again. It's something you and I have attended the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, it just got me excited. It, it, it got me thinking about, you know, college football media days, which are special. I mean, you go to the granddaddy of them all uh, to steal a line from the Rose Bowl, uh, you know, with the SEC media day, which has just risen to <clears throat> the all-time media days because uh, it lasts for four days. I think last year, if I remember correctly, there was something like 1,300 or something like that. Yeah, there was some number that would make your eyes bulge out, John. It was, it was, out, it was unbelievable, really. Oh, it really is. And, you know, I'm even looking at something here that, uh, you know, the Big Ten Media Day out in Chicago is expanding from one to two days. And, uh, you know, they're all basically happening in July. And uh, so, yeah, it's just uh, football already feels upon us. I mean, this year more than most, it just seems like, you know, it's just uh, really 365 days a year now with, you know, NFL OTAs and mini camps and, you know, college football consistently in the news and media days now just pretty much right around the corner. Uh, you know, I'm getting excited and it's it's only June. Oh yeah, John. It's it'll come upon us so quickly, and the summer will just fly by. And next thing you know, we'll be every weekend going to different games and talking about football. It just it really is a never-ending thing now. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day where college football would be a twelve-month season. Correct, correct. We know it's interesting because I was uh, perusing some schedules, as I'm sure you do as well, and. One that just jumped right out at me, I had no idea, was uh, Texas playing at Notre Dame this year. I had no idea. Early. I think it might even be uh, Labor Day weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, it's just, uh, you know, marquee games everywhere to kick off the season. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be, uh, you know, really fun. What I'm liking is is that, you know, they now sort of own Labor Day weekend, the NFL opening game, Patriots Steelers, I might add, down the street from my house, uh, is not till the Thursday after Labor Day. So, you know, just liking uh the matchups, you know, that I've been seeing for uh you know, for Labor Day weekend. I mean, each year it just seems like they're getting better and better. Yeah, John, uh, I think you mentioned that Texas-Notre Dame game. I think Texas was up there around 95, maybe, last time. I probably called James Brown was the quarterback for Texas. I remember him. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, again, that, that's just a marquee game. It just, just jumped right off the page of me when I was scanning some schedules. And until I did that, I had no idea that those two were meeting. That would be a great game to attend, uh, to put it mildly. And, you know, speaking of great games, until we get to football, we do have uh, the NBA and the NHL finals both underway, both having completed game ones. Uh, last night's game was 
spectacular. I mean, LeBron James went off until he didn't go off, which was in overtime when the Cavs were basically outscored for all intents and purposes, 12, nothing. I mean, LeBron got a meaningless bucket with like five seconds left and they were down 10, but they were basically shut out in overtime and, you know, great ending in regulation. Kyrie Irving blocks Steph Curry shot when he seemingly had a unobstructed path to, uh, to the back, to the basket for what could have been the winning shot with about eight seconds to go. Irving blocked it from behind without touching him. It was amazing. And then, uh, of course, LeBron, as I said in the first segment, I was surprised as I saw that play form at the end of regulation. LeBron had the ball and the entire left side was completely cleared and he had about six seconds to go. And I thought for sure he was heading to the hoop. Instead, he pulled up uh, and, you know, shot a three-pointer while generally falling out of bounds. Um, But... Fascinating end to regulation, to say the least. Yeah, it was surprising at the end when he had the ball in the wing, isolated, and he didn't power his way through the lane to at least glide through the you know the air to you maybe try to dunk the ball or just pull up short for a better jump shot than he ended up with on the final play of the game. It, it, he had a magnificent uh, ball game, forty-four points. I mean, it was a Herculean effort. And I'm, I'm sure in his mind he's thinking, see, I played really well. And uh, even Kyrie Irving played fantastic, and we came up short. Absolutely. Good description. And, yeah, you know, I also said in the first segment, like, Kyrie Irving is someone I really don't feel like I have a totally great handle on because, you know, he had the short career at Duke. He goes to the Cavs. You don't see much of him for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, here he is. And, you know, he's been injured throughout the postseason. And then, you know, had the seven, eight days rest. And he was just spectacular last night. I mean, I think what I'm saying is every time I see him, you know, I'm more and more impressed at how good he is. He was doing some things on defense with steals and whatnot last night that were just amazing. He makes remarkable shots. I mean, he is a real genuine singular talent and unfortunately he is getting an MRI as we speak but boy watching him come off the court when he threw his jersey in the tunnel last night uh it did not look good I mean he and he left the locker room on crutches most importantly uh I'd be surprised if we see him again I don't know I mean he's pretty tough he's played through a lot in the postseason but he, he did not look good by the end of last night that's for sure no, it was a sad sight because they've already they're already playing without another good player, Kevin Love. Right, and to be in the, you know to be in the finals, it, it, it's pretty remarkable, and it's, you have to salute you know the Cleveland Cavaliers for reaching that point in the season without one of their better players. And then, and like you said, Kyrie Irving was hobbling through the playoffs as is, and to suffer another you know aggravation last night. Um, it'd be the the doom of of Cleveland if he doesn't play. I think it will be. You know, they've got, again, hats off to them, the Cavs, and to LeBron for literally putting them on his back and bringing them into the finals. And, I mean, the thing that got me most excited last night and never better shown than that final near close to being the final play when, you know, Irving blocked Steph's shot 
you know, I was really excited by the end of that game or near the end to watch, you know, Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry going at it. I mean, uh, I think Jeff Van Gundy said it, you know, during the game. Uh, Kyrie Irving just thinks he's the best play, point guard in the game, and he very well may be best guard, period, point guard or shooting guard. And, I, again, by the end of the game, I was just thinking, boy, this is just going to be awesome watching these two go at it for the next, you know, four to seven games. And uh, I don't think it's going to happen now. And, you know, it's just really sad. I, I think I even heard that a warrior, perhaps Curry, this morning, you know, even said, you know, we'd like them to play. They'd like to beat them or, you know, play them and hopefully beat them at, at their best. And, uh, you know, again, I, I just cannot see any way they can win this series without Irving. And I mean, there's the Warriors are supremely talented, to say the least. Yeah, they have a good bench. I mean, that was a conventional wisdom going in, John. So the Cavaliers can ill afford to lose any starter. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much more production they can expect from LeBron James. I and mean, that was a pretty spectacular performance last night. And uh, that would have been quite a feat if they defeated them on the road in the first game to put the, the Warriors on edge. Well, you're absolutely right. It was... Uh you know, somewhat reminiscent, although not quite as good as that spectacular performance I got to see in person when in game six in Boston a few years back, LeBron, you know, just went off and really took over the game from the opening tap uh, to lead the Heat to a victory against the Celtics. Uh, Miami went on to win game seven and the championship. And, uh, you know, I've often said that's the night LeBron was born. You know, last night was on the short list of epic LeBron performances, you know, joining that one. Uh, I mean, I say that one was the best athletic performance I've ever seen in my life, period. So, you know, I'm not going to put it right there, but it was as good as about as good as he can he can do. And it just wasn't enough. So, yeah, they have to be really, you know, searching and wondering this morning, you know, Especially LeBron, like, what's he going to need to do, especially if Kyrie's out? Yeah, I mean, the only place he kind of fell a little bit short last night was his free throw shooting. He missed four free throws, six for ten. You'd like to see him shoot just slightly better. And in a very tight game, you need the difference a couple of free throws. Exactly. Well, even LeBron's not perfect. And, uh, you know, but sometimes, and Curry himself got off to a yeah, you know, and the Warriors in general got off to a pretty bad start. I think they were feeling some nerves. But, uh, you know, I also said in the first segment, AP, that I think Steph Curry is, now that I've watched him a lot over the last few weeks, is the most enjoyable basketball player I've watched since Larry Bird, which is, you know, a bold statement for me to make. But I just can't get enough of him, and I don't think America can either. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so clever with the ball, John. With his dribbling exhibitions that he performs sometimes during the middle of a move, and he's a good passer and has good vision, and he has such a light touch. And every time he shoots, when he has a a, a um, good release and he's he's balanced, I'm thinking, well, that ball is going in. Absolutely, and you know, the last player 
even more than Larry Bird that I thought of that way, uh, but it was from a lot closer to the basket was Kevin McHale. Just <laughs> every time Kevin McHale shot, I thought it was going in. And, you know, his shooting percentage bore that out. It wasn't just me. And uh, But now we're talking about a guy shooting it from 25, anywhere from literally 25 to 35 feet. And everyone's thinking that, that it's going in. So it's, it's pretty remarkable. It's stunning to watch. Yeah, he, he's, I don't know if I've seen someone of his ilk. And I think I, we discussed this before. He was not the most athletic player on the court, but he's very difficult to guard. And it makes it extremely uh, frustrating if you're a defensive player. You, you think you might have him trapped, and he wiggles out of it with his ball handling skills and then just flips the ball up in the air in the lane and bango, it's in there. Yeah. Well, again, the way he gets a shot off so quickly and gets a little, uh, just, you know, a little bit of separation is all he needs. And I mean, just a very little bit. Uh, there was a moment, at least one that, you know, and maybe more that, you know, where LeBron was on Steph Curry and it was just, you know, uh, he, he, at one point he made him kind of look kind of silly. And I never thought I'd say that, but I think if er Kyrie's out, Ultimately, I don't think they're going to have any choice but to potentially basically put LeBron on Steph Curry, and wouldn't that just be as good as it gets? Uh, I I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to have to make that decision, John. That's so much to ask one player being trying to carry you offensively, and then you want to guard the MVP of the league, who's much quicker, and you're going to exert so much energy. Uh, it would be really kind of a negative if that was a situation uh, offensively and and for the whole Cleveland organization. I mean, there's no way that I could see LeBron just staying with Stephon, you know, you know, you know, Steph Curry all that time. I agree. I agree. I'm only saying it because I think there's a reasonable chance if Kyrie doesn't play that they might not have any choice. By that, I mean, I think they might reach a desperation point and that's when we would see it. So we shall see. It would be fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be fun to watch, and uh, it's going to be great. Great to have the uh, NBA playoffs finally underway after a seven, eight-day layoff. Uh, but for now, it's time for our break. A lot more to get to. Uh, I know you're staying on the line, AP, and we'll cover some other topics on the other side. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? 
have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., I thought I had a good week seeing Tom Brady and Dan Marino. It sounds like you had an even better week uh, interviewing a household name, an icon, to put it mildly. Yeah, I was fortunate this week, John, the GoDaddy Bowl has a charity golf event, and they have the pairings party with the night before, Monday evening, and one of the celebrities that was at the event was the legendary Bobby Bowden. Wow. that Now, that's big. How was he? Yeah, he was uh, very jovial, and he, he's very, you know, engaging with his comments and we, we had a chance to sit down and discuss some of the issues that college athletics faces today. And one of the things we, we talked about was the satellite football camps. And, and uh, John, today, as a matter of fact, Jim Harbaugh is in the state of Alabama conducting a satellite camp. Holy cow. That's pretty amazing when you think of it. Uh, is it the first one that they've done down there? Yeah, it's the first one, uh, and so, of course, Nick Saban's all up in arms. He wants to pr- pr- propose a national, uh, uh, you know, some legislation throughout the NCAA not to have those satellite camps because the SEC, they've restricted themselves, but if they don't get that passed uh, next year, then it's the SEC will be out having their own satellite camps, and I'm sure that'll be big and you know, very effective. Um, but uh, so we we discussed a little bit some of that subject matter, and, and Bobby Bowden he said, when you get a chance to have a satellite camp and you have all your coaches there and you're forging those relationships, it's a big advantage. So he he wasn't in favor of other programs coming into his part of the country to have a satellite camp. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I you know, I. I can sense this is going to be a huge topic. It's just starting to percolate. And, you know, when the reality, as you just said, that Jim Harbaugh is literally holding a camp in the state of Alabama as we speak, then that just speaks volumes as to uh, 
you know, where I believe this topic is going to go. I, I think it's just going to become, uh, you know, a gigantic subject. I really do. Yeah, I, I think that there's always a fear of coaches of any slight edge. And if you could come down to the state of Alabama, for instance, and pluck one four or five-star player, it would affect your program and get, get, have your alumni to be up in arms. And you, you've got to, you know, discourage that from happening in the future. Exactly, exactly. And uh, obviously it's happening. It's not like the SEC or Nick Saban was able to stop it. We've discussed this before on the show. Uh, what I suspect is that the SEC is going to come out with a vengeance next summer, uh, you know, and, and hold their own. Uh, does the SEC have any plan for this year that you know of? No, none this year, John. They, they've outlawed the, the practice uh, for this this summer, but they will be in full effect if there's not a national, you know, some national legislation passed to at least affect, let's say, the five power conferences. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Well, here's the way I see it. You know, the SEC, like they, like their play on the field or their media days or whatever, you know, I suspect they're going to come out not only with a vengeance, but they're just going to do it better than just about everybody else. Uh, (laughs) that's that's going to be i believe the answer but that is again i think a huge story worth watching and you know you've been all over it so i appreciate you uh you know giving us the heads up i don't know how many people would have known that jim harbaugh is in the state of alabama conducting a camp today and but you did no surprise and uh you know i find stories like this pretty fascinating because if anybody who's been around coaches like you and i have uh, knows how paranoid they are, period. <laughs> Especially when it comes yeah. to their own backyard. Yeah, yeah, it's contagious, and it's a lifelong uh, affliction, I think, John. <laughs> yeah, well, I, grew, I mean, I grew up watching Pitt and Penn State, you know, and I mentioned Dan, Dan Marino earlier that I spoke to this week, and we talked about his days at Pitt, where I saw him play at least a dozen times during his spectacular career at Pitt. And, uh, you know, to to watch them fight over guys literally from my town pit, you know, in Western Pennsylvania was fascinating. And then, you know, as another example, the way, you know, Penn state used to just own, and I mean, own New Jersey to get players like Franco Harris, for instance, uh, you know, and what Penn state and Pitt would do as, you know, other schools tried to make inroads in places like New Jersey or, you know, of course, Western Pennsylvania. And what better example than Bear Bryant coming up to get Joe Namath back in the 60s? I mean, you know, it's all good stuff. It, re- it really is. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's always competitive. And in this day and age, John, coaches have the budgets to travel and pursue talent anywhere in this country. Yes, and I remember back, I believe, in the 70s, but, you know, one of the greatest high school quarterbacks ever, high school, and I, one of the most recruited quarterbacks truly in the history of football in this country was a kid named Jimmy Jones, literally played in Harrisburg, practically in the shadow of Beaver Stadium and USC of all schools, come in and plucked him and brought him out west. I mean, this was... <laughs> 
at the time, and I know his career, you know, he had a fine career at USC, but nothing much in the NFL. Uh, but, the, you know, you know, this at the time, I remember it being compared to UCLA coming into New York and getting a player by the name of Lou Alcindor, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how great a high school quarterback Jimmy Jones was. He, he really was. I'm not exaggerating when I say that, uh, you know, and so, yeah, I, again, I, I think it's just going to be, you know, a, a fascinating story to unfold and, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. My impression is it's here to stay. Do you agree? Yeah, John, I think that's true. And one of the other points you brought up, when the SEC does something, it's usually bigger and better. If they're not on the cutting edge, if they're sitting back and watching things develop and have a chance to improve on the process, it, like you said, it's usually bigger and better. Correct. Correct. Again, you know, just uh, personalizing the terms we've been discussing, I mean, Nick, you know, Nick Saban conducting a camp in Western Pennsylvania, I, I can just imagine the hullabaloo that would cause just as an example, <laughs> right. you know, not to mention Steve Spurrier, people like that. I mean, you know, no different than Jim Harbaugh in Alabama. It's, I mean, it's fun, you know, from our perspective, we love it. It makes it all more interesting, right? Oh yeah. And all those uh, young players, we get a chance to see Nick Saban in action and you know, some of those maybe on the edge that maybe weren't going to be recruited by Alabama. Let's say they get a chance to attend that camp. That's a that's a big, thrill, lifelong uh, experience that you know, we tell your grandkids. Absolutely, and even if you were like you know a kid in Alabama and married to the hip, I mean, like you're going to Alabama. Maybe it's family members went there. Whatever. There's no doubt you're going to Alabama, but. You are going to go to see Jim Harbaugh if you have the opportunity, you know, to see him locally. I mean, it's just that simple. I mean, who wouldn't? You'd be you'd be foolish not to. So out of that, this will come, you know, the occasional shocker, uh, someone who was, you know, signed, sealed and delivered to a particular home state university, shall we say, that's going to, you know, show up at one of these camps just for the education and, you know, they're going to be so taken by these tremendous personalities like Harbaugh and Saban that, you know, superior whomever, you know, that they're going to switch for sure. Obviously, it's going to happen. Yeah. And, John, that personal touch, I just just give you an example. I was just thinking this as you spoke about people will take the chance to see a Super Bowl coach like Jim Harbaugh, um, this little town I'm living and in Alabama, you know, there was a player one time, and Bill Walsh came to this town, and that player ended up going to Stanford. Right. I mean, again, a brief personal interaction can make all the difference. Uh, you know, I, I'll give my own. I mean, Roger Goodell, when I covered my first NFL owners meeting in Boston, they had a reception back in 2009. They had a reception the night before the owners' meetings got started. I walk into the room full of NFL owners and I'm barely three steps into the room and Roger Goodell comes right up to me and he was three years in as commissioner, introduced himself as in, hi, I'm Roger Goodell. Thanks for coming. And I, nice to meet you. We <laughs> talked for, we talked for a couple minutes and you know, I've liked the guy ever since. It's just, you know, I'll never, I'll never forget it. And I, and I, you know, 
that, those yeah, are the kind of things that, 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 that can happen. Touch. It's overwhelming, John. Overwhelming when you have these, you know, uh, famous people. Uh, you just don't forget it. So we do have uh, even more. Bobby Bowden wasn't the only uh, big name that you spoke with this week. Uh, we also had the College Football Hall of Fame ballot announced. This is always something you and I have done in the past and enjoyed it greatly. The list of nominees is great. You were with one of them, and we'll talk about it after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Uh, before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tomorrow's Belmont Stakes as American Pharaoh goes for the Triple Crown. Uh, hasn't been one since 1978. Uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for this event because last year... I attended my first ever Belmont Stakes when California Chrome was going for the Triple Crown. And something is telling me, maybe it's because it's such a small field, I believe only eight horses, and this horse looks like a super horse, but something is telling me I might have gone a year too early because I got the feeling that American Pharaoh might pull this off. So we shall see. Should be fun, huh? It's yeah. Belmont's a whole lot better when a Triple Crown's at stake, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have the same feeling, John. I think this might happen. I do. I, I really think it is going to happen. Uh, but something also that already did happen was the College Football Hall of Fame 
nominees were announced, and you actually uh, had the pleasure of being with one of those household names. Yeah, yeah, John, I sure did. We were at the golf tournament that morning, and I knew the announcement would be made at 10, 10 a.m. Central Time. So I was actually with the former Alabama legendary running back Bobby Humphrey and gave him the announcement that he was on the ballot. Wow, Bobby Humphrey. I mean, now there was a player, to say the least. Yeah, Bobby, when he played at Alabama, John, he when he left school, he had the single season the single season, uh, the single game, and the career rushing, uh, you know, statistics at Alabama. All he set those all before he left school, and uh, he, he's still the all-purpose yardage leader and for a season and a career, and he, he's still tied. He had a 15 100-yard games. He must have been pretty excited. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, he sure did. We. <laughs> We were out there on the golf course, and uh, there's a lot of, you know, hooting and hollering about it. Some of the players that were, you know, some of the people that were with him, they were really, you know, pleased to be with Bobby on the, at that moment. Yeah, you don't take these things for granted, and you know, uh, you know, I was at the college football uh, before the college football playoff. They announced, you know. They had the event uh, the Friday before the game, the Ohio State-Oregon game that uh, in Dallas of, you know, who made it. And it was just spectacular. So, again, these guys, you know, this is fulfillment of a lifelong dream. So being nominated is a step one, and it's special, and it's special to witness. And, you know, just to give you a sense of, you know, our listeners of who we're talking about, I'm just going to quickly scan down the list. I mean, it just... You know, first one, Morton Anderson, and then Derek Brooks, and uh, Terrell Buckley, uh, you know, Tim Couch, Tom Cousineau, Randall Cunningham, uh, Eric Dickerson, uh, you know, Kirk Gibson, uh, Bobby Humphrey, of course, Raheem Ismail, uh, Burt Jones, uh, Matt Leinert, Ray Lewis. Uh, Bobby Majors, um, you know, players from all eras, Ken Norton Jr., uh, you know, Antoine Randall L., who went <laughs> through, through a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl when the Steelers beat Detroit. Uh, you know, just so many big, big names. Andre Tippett started the Patriots. Brian Urlacher, um, Steve Wisniewski, Wisniewski. Rod Woodson, you know, need I say more? For me, what jumped off was Kerry Collins. I was thrilled to see because he was the quarterback of uh, Penn State, the year, uh, the undefeated team that went to the Rose Bowl with Kajana Carter and Bobby uh, Ingram. I was at that game, and it was just, uh, you know, a special team and finished the season undefeated. They beat Oregon before they were Oregon. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'll never forget it, and I'll never forget Carrie Collins. So thrilled to see his name on the list. Uh, and I'm sure, what are the names other than Bobby Humphrey that, that jumped off at, at you, AP? Well, well, there's an interesting guy that I've, I've always had a special place in my heart for him. Uh, he, he's, he's passed this world now, but Jackie Walter was a, two-time All-American linebacker at the University of Tennessee, and he set an NCAA record for interceptions returned by a linebacker. But this, this number, John, is five. 
I mean, you just don't see those types of things happening. I mean, and that was at the point in history where they weren't throwing the ball uh, so so much as they do now. And he he was the um, he, he was an African American player, one of the first at Tennessee, not the first, but one of the first. And he actually came in here to Birmingham, Alabama, Legion Field, and returned a pitch out for a touchdown against Alabama. And then I think he returned a pass for a touchdown the next year. So he was a nemesis for Coach Bryant. They used to have to have special blocking just to keep him away from runners. And I know you've talked about him before. And, uh, yes, you know, I remember him well. And, uh, yeah, it's just a remarkable list, uh, to say the least. I mean, for those of you who don't know and don't remember, I mean, Kirk Gibson was a spectacular football player at Michigan State. He was, you know, at the time, the quintessential, like, big receiver. He, he really helped start the breed, you might say. Um, and, you know, we all know him, of course, for obviously his famous home run against Dennis Eckersley for the Dodgers. You know, when Gibson played for the Dodgers in the World Series uh, and uh, his time with the Tigers and on and on and on, managerial. But he was a football player before he was any of those things, that's for sure. And he was a legend. Yeah, yeah, he was very good. Johnny sure was a t- tough receiver. You know, he was uh, exceptional uh, pass receiver for Michigan State. I, I think a lot of teams wanted to draft him number one. I, I, I think I can't remember if somebody did draft him in the NFL. You know, they were concerned about the baseball, uh, you know, the future in baseball. So I can't recall. But another name I wanted to bring up was, and they don't necessarily need any more promotion than they normally receive, but. But Bob Crable in Notre Dame, that guy, I, when I yep. watched them play, it seems like he made every tackle. Yep. I know that name well. You know, I'll just, uh, yeah, he, he was just spectacular. I'll just throw in my last name, which is Mike Ruth. We all remember Doug Flutie. Uh, but BC had uh, their best player on defense during the Flutie era was Mike Ruth, nose tackle, and he was a stud back in the day. And he helped, you know, he was right behind Flutie as far as making BC, you know, a power, to say the least. Yeah, he was a really disruptive force at the nose guard position, which is very difficult, uh, John. He would penetrate and harass the quarterback. He was, he was very tough. Exactly. He, he really was. And, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, again, Great to watch these players and just great to see them, you know, uh, on this list. And, uh, you know, it's already exciting to know that they're going to be announcing the winners who will all be there, uh, I'm assuming, at the college football playoff in Phoenix in January. Uh, It was a great event when I went last year, and hopefully I'll make it again this year. Yeah, I I always love these these, uh, announcement dates to hear who will be honored and you know, brings up a lot of memories, and I always look forward to to this event. Exactly. Well, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of the show. Once again, great job as always, and uh, thank you for your great perspective and sharing your Bobby Bowden and Terrell or, and Bobby Humphrey, two Bobbies, your Bobby stories <laughs> uh, with our <laughs> listeners. Yeah, thank you, Dennis. Always my pleasure. Look forward to next week. 
Me as well, AP, and thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. We'll be right back.